Coming up this week on Dad's on Film. Show me on the doll where the bookmaker touched you, David. (laughs) (laughs) I lasted 20 minutes and turned it off and said to Max, this really is a piece of shit, isn't it? And she was like, oh, yeah, that's that's a horrible film. But instead, instead of a fast moving, it got panned because instead of a fast moving bus, it's got a very slow moving moving <laughs> ship. That's the that's the whole vehicle, literal vehicle, uh, the whole film. In the UK, took a total of eighty eight pounds, equating to about eleven <laughs> tickets sold, allegedly making wow. this the lowest grossing film ever released in the UK. Wow. <laughs> You're wearing your dad's on film t-shirt. Represent. I am. I never wear it, but actually, it feels a little bit less tight on me. So. Oh, good. Which is nice. Well done. Good. I don't know how good. after today because I've just eaten shit all day. <laughs> oh, well. Yeah. Well, I've um, I've cleared out my cellar of mm. like. Well, I say cleared out the cellar. I've filled the car with all the crap from the cellar that I'm going to chuck out, mm. and not take not taking it to the tip. Just said to Jane. Well, it's better in the car than it is down in the cellar. So then now I have to take it to the tip. Um, and I have uh, placed down there um, a couple of exercise mats and okay. some kettlebells nice. and some um, like resistance bands mm. that are usually in the background on this shot, actually. Uh, and so far, not used them. But it's <laughs> the intention's there. And it's, uh, it's all down there waiting for me. Um, I've had up a I've had up a bench, a weights bench yeah. at my mum and dad's house that they're not using as well. So I'm going to get that down there, and then uh, I think there might be an exercise bike on its way. Good. And again, it, it's down there, and that's half the battle, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's there. That's, half, it's there. that's half the battle. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I've um, Good. I always try and do like a bit a big push before Christmas, so I can I don't feel as bad about being a big greedy fat bastard over Christmas. Yeah. So I've been like, well, yeah, doing a little workout every morning, taking pubs out for like an hour at lunchtime. But it was pissing it down all day today, so I was like, that's yeah, an excuse just grim. to do nothing and just eat a load of shit yeah. all day. It's great. Yeah. Good. Yeah. What's been happening? What's been going on this weekend? This weekend, we uh, we went out, out. We went, ah, ah. Um, ah, ah, ah. Yeah, the children went to separate grandparents' houses and stayed. And we went out nice. with good friends, Ali and Rich. Um, we had a oh. good old bloody skinful. And I didn't nice. deserve to not be hungover yesterday. But I didn't have a hangover. So I woke up and I was like, wow. oh, no, here we go. And sat up and I was like, Oh, I feel what were right. you drinking like were you Everything. drinking like clear spirits? Oh, Everything. Wow. We had, okay. I was drinking beer. Oh. I was drinking. We did quite a lot of shots. I was drinking red wine with food. I was drinking cocktails. Um, yeah. How many cocktails yeah. did you have? A one, a two, a one, two, three, four. I'm Dave, and I'm Greg, and we love watching films. Great films. Bad films, blockbusters, classics, indie films, cheesy films, superhero films. But as dads, we especially love watching family films with our kids. So we've made a podcast all about it. This This is Dads on Film. (laughs) You're welcome. Uh, You're welcome. <laughs> you're you're welcome. That's the new one. That's so you say say to Zach, Zachy, uh, should we put a little film on before bed or something? And he's like, What armor? <laughs> well, you can't say it. So you go, Zachy, do you want cars? No. Do you want uh, do you want do you want Woody? No. Do you want Encanto? Canto. And then you go, or do you want Moana? And you can just see it all like you can see it like in his head, and he can't say Moana. He just goes. Yeah. <laughs> <Thank> <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Cool. He went to see the he went to see the GGs the other day, didn't he? Yes, he did go and see the GGs at Haydock with his did cousins. He, did he have a did he have a bet on? <laughs> he, had, he had a bet. He had a, a, a an, an accumulator. Is that a thing? Well, an acker. Well, ridiculous. Oh, that ridiculous. You're such a beta male. That, oh. <laughs> That's like one of the worst ones as well. You know, like lads being lads. Like, oh, I've put an acker on. I was like, Ugh. 
Yeah. Really? <laughs> it, it just sounds horrible. Acca. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> Spare me. <laughs> just, oh, I just hate it. Show, show me on the doll where the bookmaker touched you, David. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just, I was just, uh, just such. As everybody knows, just not a lads lad at all. Like walking uh, around Manchester no. on Saturday afternoon, and there's just all all that lads out, and they're like, "Oh, sorry, sorry, pal." Apparently, they're all. From from London in Manchester, apparently. I mean, me and Rich were just like, ugh, ugh, just not, yeah. yeah, not my. Anyway, how's your weekend been? What have you been up to? It's been quite steady actually. Arthur's been ill, so uh, oh, we've. Uh, did he not go to his Beavers off, camp or whatever it was? He did not. No, oh. I was off school with him on Friday. Well, for the morning. Uh, then Jane came back from work, took over from me, but then Arthur insisted on going into school because it was a uh, forest school and he wanted to drag himself mm. in. <laughs> he just, <laughs> it was the worst. Like he, he had a meltdown until Jane took him in for forest Aww. school. And then she picked him up and he was like cold and wet, and probably a lot more <laughs> ill than he was before. And then he, yeah, he was, he, he was pretty bad and sofa bound all day Aww. Saturday. Uh, we tried to take him out on Sunday for a couple of hours, but it didn't really go well. And then he stayed off school with my mum and dad today. And he'll probably stay off school tomorrow because he's you know, very chesty. He no. was temperature like forty degrees on Jesus. Day, right? So yeah, we're, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. So um, we've not gone too far. We've not done a great deal. Um, we've kind of been just chilling out. Um, we started eating mince pies, um, <laughs> which you know that's a significant sort of moment. Oh, I'll tell you what, we we bought we have this bottle in the um, cupboard that we got from Spain, like. Uh, this time last year, October last year, and it's this like chocolate Spanish liqueur, amazing, right? Almost like chocolate Baileys. Yeah, and we, I mean, we had half of it, but then we'd forgotten about it. We decided Saturday night to make hot chocolate with it. Oof. Made hot chocolate with that in. Oh, it was Oof. unbelievable. I'm not a big chocolate person, but um, mm, that sounds yeah, good. Oh, it, was, mm. it was good. So uh, we've been, we've been. I know it's a little bit premature, but you know. When times are rubbish, get to Christmas early. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm on board with it now. Yeah, I don't, I'm, I don't I'm, care. I'm so, all right with that. Yeah. I'm all right with that. Um, yeah. We we ate at um, Three Little Words in Manchester. Um, uh, I don't know that It's one. like down, it's kind of near Great Northern, but if you sort of, it's kind of like in between Great Northern and Piccadilly. Uh, no, sorry, and, and Oxford Road, uh, but like down okay. some sort of streets. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God, it was amazing. And... We just got a load, like a load of like tapasy kind of like small plate type things, um, yeah. But not exclusively tap. You know, it's, it wasn't like Spanish food. Um, and I had one of the things we had was, and it's it's up there with one of the most delicious things I've ever eaten. It was incredible. Yeah. It was beef brisket with camembert. Um, so oh, basically, wow. just like a big breaded camembert, deep fried oh, sort of yeah. thing, but with this amazing, like pulled, like beef brisket on it with like pickled cabbage. Ooh. Oh my god, it was immense! Like I really can't stress how delicious it was. It was incredible, and it automatically, That's went, on food. this is one of the best things I've ever eaten. It's incredible. Nice. Oh. Well, then uh, I, I, I saw you making your cauliflower broccoli cheese on uh, Sunday as well. Well. well <laughs> I mean, it wasn't officially hungover, but I was like very tired and just a bit like, yeah. ugh, you know, I'd spent 22 quid in McDonald's on Saturday night, just on me and oh Max. <laughs> it was ridiculous. <laughs> but yeah, so woke up and Max was like, right, we're going to have a big roast today. So yeah, I made a pretty mm. fat um, cauliflower and kale cheese. It was actually really good. Mm. Really good. Cool. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Ah, so, ah, so it wasn't broccoli, it was kale. Ah, no, kale. Okay. I usually do it with broccoli, but we, we went to Beth and Jamie's a few weeks ago and uh, they did it with kale. And it was pretty good, actually. So I thought I'll just try it, you know. Good. Mm. I'm, um, I've am i designated myself um, roasties and Yorkshire pudding um, duties on uh, Christmas Day at my mm. mum and dad's. I mean, Yorkshire pudding's a controversial addition to the traditional Christmas dinner. However, I, I do love a Yorkshire pudding. Um, so yeah. I, I'm, 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 I'm getting on board with Yorkshire puddings, but yeah, roast 100%. potatoes. I'm a, very much an evangelist of like you know, getting that fat really, really hot, mm. getting a load of, getting them really nice and crispy. Flour them up, getting a bit of rosemary Ooh, on there. Flour them up, like, nice, yeah. nice. What I oh, do yeah. is I par, I parboil my potatoes and then give them a bit of a, basically twat yeah. them a bit it's, in the pan so they're a bit fluffy, 
Um, and then yeah. you obviously get your oil dead hot, get some rosemary in there, get them in, loads yeah. of salt and pepper, mix them about, and then just keep moving them around every, what, 15, 20 minutes, something like that. Oh, yeah. We haven't run out of films to watch, by the way. This we all <laughs> not going to talk about films. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Uh, it's fine. Yeah. We were. Have you got to, a, we Speaking of which, well, we were lucky because we had the, honestly the, the roast I made last night was just massive. It was stupidly big, so much so yeah. that it was like I'm not sure we should have another roast now before Christmas because I don't want to like spoil it. But yeah, but every, every, we sort of say this every year. So we sort we start of like we we kind of like. Um, We'll stop doing like official roasts. We'll do like, I'll make like festive parcels with like turkey and, and brie and cranberry and, you know, like that sort of stuff. Make that kind of like pasties essentially. Uh, but yeah. we were, I was uh, I was looking last night and I ordered some giant Yorkshire pudding um, trays essentially. Tins. Yeah, yeah, tins. So I was like, well, all right, we might not have an official roast, but I might start making like Yorkshire pudding wraps and stuff. Yeah, nice. Ooh, yeah. Well, that's to be to be honest. What we often do on a Sunday when we kind of like oh, we can't really be bothered to make a big roast, but mm. like well, sorry, is um, and plus the kids the kids will eat more of it. Is we'll just do like sausage mash, Yorkshire pudding, yeah. couple of vegetables, nice gravy, that sort of thing. Like yeah. uh, you know, it's got it's got Sunday feels to it anyway. Mm. Um, a couple of messages. First one, um, my brother uh, sent me a message having watched Wakanda Forever. And he had a bit of a different viewpoint to us. So here he is. That's you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's my son having a meltdown about half an hour ago. Okay. So what I thought of Black Panther, for the record, loved the first film. Was gutted, obviously, when Chadwick Boseman died. And I didn't, I didn't really think they'd be able to continue without him. Um... Thought they maybe could have recast him because I didn't really see how they would be able to have a Black Panther film without the main character. However, was very pleasantly surprised for all the supporting characters um, who stepped up. I thought like the film was probably there were like three or four main characters really who were all previously supporting characters, and I thought they all stepped up massively. I really cared about each of the characters. I thought the acting performances were brilliant. Um, in terms of the story, I thought it sort of worked pretty well. Um, the villain seemed to have a real motive. I thought he was quite a good actor, not seen him in anything before, but yeah, sort of like cared about his motives as well. Um, he kind of, there was a very convenient sort of, you saw it coming in sort of how, how the film sort of came to an end. Um, and it obviously fell into a lot of like the Marvel cliches, but I'd say overall for a Marvel film, um, yeah, it did a really good job. So yeah, there's basically my thoughts. <laughs> that's, that's basically my thoughts. That's, okay, thank you, thank you, my brother Elliot, for proving that uh, film opinion is not genetically linked. Uh, <laughs> you know, what, I, I, I agree with some some of the things he said. Um, I I, actually, I did like the villain. I didn't care really at all about his motives because you can't just throw somebody throw this brand new civilization and, and expect us to care about them. But I liked him. There was something very likable and and. Um, yeah. Like I don't know. Empathetic I heard about say something him. along the lines right. of not since not since Stingray has an underwater <laughs> empire been intimidating in any way. <laughs> uh, but I, I didn't. So, I didn't think he was particularly intimidating. That's the thing. That's what I mean. That's oh what right. I mean. Okay. No, oh right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Um, so I will stick like by. Jack's so I w- sorry. I will just stick by oh. as well that. Um, I don't think she's a good lead. I think she's a side character, <laughs> and I will stick by. You wouldn't go and watch a Q, a, a film solely about Q from Bond, and that was her. Yeah, yeah. I went back and started watching um, the original Black Panther earlier in the week, and I was like, she's really likable in that first film, and yeah. she's really funny, and it's good. But but there's not too much of her. If there was if there was a little bit more of her, she'd get annoying. And then they've completely yeah. changed. The character's completely different in this one, obviously, because of the grief mm. and all that sort of stuff. But it just didn't work for me personally. But there you go. Sorry, Jack has messaged. Be, 
Um, yes, Jack uh, watched The Prestige the other night, and he said, holy moly, how have I missed that <laughs> masterpiece? I selected on Prime without knowing it was Nolan. Then when end credits came, I was like, of course it was him. What a cast as well, by the way. Bale, Jackman, Johansson, Circus, even Bowie. Uh, so yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, great film. My problem with the Prestige was the fact that I, I was waiting for, without giving too much away, um, I, I was waiting for a rational explanation. Yeah. yeah, but it went too went too far into the supernatural. Mm. It was just like, oh, oh, it is supernatural. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, okay, and that annoyed that annoyed me. Uh, but other than that, it's a good film. My my other thing with the pre- and I, I completely agree with you. My other thing with the Prestige is. There's like a there's a big reveal at the end, yeah. And you go, yeah, quite clearly, <laughs> yeah, because that person yeah, yeah, yeah. that person's quite clearly been in prosthetics the entire film. <laughs> yes. Like I'm yeah, not that yeah, thing. Yeah. I'm I'm not the smartest person, but I'm <laughs> yeah. not that thing. Jesus, yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it, it, it's not my fa- it's not my favorite Nolan, but it's I mean. It, you know, he's he's got a pretty high bar, Chris Nolan. So yes, it's it's still a good film. That's an interesting point, though. Jack Jack made then, where it's like he didn't he didn't know it was a Nolan film, and then when the credits rolled, he was like, "Well, of course that was a Nolan film." It makes me think: Is there any other yeah. directors where if you didn't know it was their film, you know, well, no, if you if you didn't know anything about the film, you watch it and go, "Well, this is quite clearly." A Tarantino oh. film, you know what I mean? An Edgar Wright film. Oh yeah, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, like, but loads, loads. Um, yeah. Watch, okay. Watch <laughs> Eat Eat Et e- e- and go. Oh, of course, of course, it's Spielberg. <laughs> you know, it's it, yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, like, saying- you, uh, yeah. All right, if you're watching a Scorsese film and you didn't know, you know, if you're watching Wolf of Wall Street and you didn't know a Scorsese. And I think you'd probably go. Yeah. This feels like a Scorsese film. Okay, yeah, yeah, you get what yeah, I mean. Yeah, yeah. And that's yeah, yeah. And and the reason, I mean, the reason a Scorsese film for me is a Scorsese film is um, that there's a certain epicness to the yeah. timeline. Of yeah. they go, they 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 follow us. A, uh, that's an interesting point. What is Scorsese? What Scorsese film has spanned the smallest timeline? <laughs> I mean, like Taxi Driver doesn't last, like isn't sort of okay. set yeah. over a huge. Yeah, for... um, that's a but uh, most most Kate Scorsese Fear, films. Kate Fears like a few weeks, I think. Okay. But no, okay. I get what you mean. Most Scorsese films, like <laughs> you know, Goodfellas is ten fifteen uh, t- years. Yeah, Good Goodfellas <laughs> takes place over about forty years. Uh, Raging yeah. Bull takes place over about sixty years. But the Irishman, which I still not see, but two millennia. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh dear. There you go. Wow. Um, Yeah. Cool. Thanks for those. uh, Thanks for the review, Els. Good. Good pontificating. Pontificating. Fantastic. Have you? Have you got a question for me, David? (laughs) Yes, I do, Gregory. What the hell is coming up on this episode of Dads on Film one one eight? Eight one one eight. Yeah. Got your number well. (laughs) Cue that music, David. Coming up next, we are getting on board the movie train. Choo choo down the Keanu Reeves line to Speed Station. We are getting on the the 2525 bus from Santa Monica to Venice. Oh dear, we don't want to do that. Uh, then it's this week's film news. Quite a bit of film news this week, by the looks of things. Then we're talking about a new release this week that uh, was released on Netflix last Wednesday following a short run in the cinema. And this is The Wonder, starring mm. the wonderful Miss Flo, Florence Pugh herself. Um, then uh, then we'll, be getting, they'll be getting back on the movie train and finding out what's on the box this week. Shall we do it? Um, well, just before we do it, There was okay. going to be another film review in this episode. Uh, I was going to watch uh, oh, yeah. Slumberland, but I never got around to it. But I did put on okay. the um, Apple TV Plus Christmas film, um, Spirited, starring Ryan Reynolds and Will Ferrell. Yes. Um, it was going to be okay. on our proper list of films for the week, you know, as it's a, as a yes. pretty new release. Um, I lasted 20 minutes and turned it yeah. off and said to Max, 
this really is a piece of shit, isn't it? And she was like, oh, yeah, that's, that's a horrible film. So, uh, yeah, I don't think it well, deserves a full review, but it was dreadful. It's um, well, the most... Like, that's what happens shoot- when you take your eye off the ball. Start well, exactly. Football clubs and and- it's, well, they both did, didn't they? Will Ferrell owns like yeah. LA yeah. FC or something, yeah. and obviously um, he owns Wrexham. But uh, Wrexham. It's a, it's, a, it's a musical, but it's just the most like heartless... Just by paint by numbers, festive film, and it was shite. So yeah, that's all well, I'm going to give that one. <laughs> Let's do this. Take a breath. <laughs> <gasps> We're <diving in. laughs> Okay. Can I just say, in case I forget to say it later, this weekend we can officially start watching Christmas films, I think. Yeah. And yeah. we're going up to the lakes this weekend and we're just going to cozy on down and just put some Christmas films on Hilger. for the weekend. And, and, and uh, of course, starting with Home Alone. But uh, yes. but what what I mean to say is, starting next Wednesday, we'll officially be dropping in mm. little bits of Christmas film chat for the last couple of weeks before yeah. Christmas. So, yeah, love it, love it, love it. Fantastic. Um so yeah, pop quiz, hot shot. No, what's, is that what he says? I think that's what he says in this film. Um, so yeah. last week we left the Matrix station. Of course, we took the most beautiful line in the world, the Keanu Reeves line, all the way down to 1994's classic action. Absolutely. Adventure. It's not really adventure. Action. Speed. And it's been a while since I watched this film. Right. Oh and yeah, I, I, yeah. I think I think let's just get this out. It needs to go out there. It's ridiculous, and on paper yeah. it's crap, but it's so good. It's so good. Yeah. I literally <laughs> had the best time watching this film, and everything oh, yeah. about it that was yeah. ridiculous. I was just giggling, but I was just like, I yeah. am just having a ball watching this film. Yeah. Um, some weeks I don't watch the movie train because I've seen it, you know, and it may have been 20 yeah. years since I saw it, but I remember that film. It's probably been about 15, 20 years since I watched this film, but I gladly watched it and just well, loved it. I, and it was a treat for me as well. Two two major bits I'd forgotten all about. Firstly, the sort of, um, for want of a better word, the prologue with the yeah. whole elevator yeah. stuff yeah, yeah, in, yeah. The, in the building. I'd forgotten about all of that because you, you remember Speed and you were focused on just the main bit with the bus yeah. and everything like that. And then also the mental epilogue, I guess you call it, with, <laughs> with, the, with the whole train business, train. which we'll get onto in a, a little bit. Um, but yeah, I, I, I always remember just the bus bit and I, I enjoyed the whole thing, but it was a real treat because for the start and end, it was like I was watching it for the first time because, mm. like I say, it's been about 20 years since I've watched the thing. So, yeah. action so, thriller film. Yeah. Dennis Hopper is the bad guy. He's the sort of manipulator, bomb man who wires up an elevator in a big office building to um, to blow the brakes if he doesn't get given $3 million or something mm. like that. Uh, uh, Keanu Reeves plays Jack Traven, uh, who's a police officer, and Jeff Daniels plays his buddy, uh, Harry, who's like the bomb squad expert sort of guy. And they go in trying to defuse the bomb, yada, yada, yada. They get the better of uh, Dennis Hopper, and Dennis Hopper doesn't like it. They think Dennis Hopper's dead. Down the line, Keanu Reeves coming out of a coffee shop, had just seen the bus drive a couple of minutes before. Bus driver gets into the bus, drives off, bus explodes. Dennis Hopper manages to ring him, go, hi, I'm still alive, but I've rigged a bus so that uh, if it slows down below 50 miles an hour, then it's going to explode. So... (laughs) Keanu Reeves tasks himself with going getting on that bus because that's what you do. You go and get on that bus and make sure it stays at 50 miles an hour and um, tries to save everyone on board. It is absolutely bonkers. It's it's very, very, very 90s. It's got some, <laughs> not not least for some, some of the action shots. There's some stuff that you just wouldn't get away with these, yeah. um, these days. Some little uh, bits of dialogue and little shots such as, as uh, one of the female extras is being carried out of an elevator. There's a very gratuitous <laughs> no, up, upskirt that. shot. <laughs> it's like, why? Why have you just 
done a shot that's up a skirt with a skirt ride, oh, rising no. up with that. You would can you imagine them getting away with that now? It's just mental. <laughs> um, uh, the, you know, the, the plot has got the. <laughs> The plot has got so many holes in. So, so, oh, sorry. Sandra Bullock plays Annie, this civilian who it turns out is very good at driving a bus and <laughs> is very chill. Is very, very chilled about it, considering the situation. Um, you know, when he's, uh, when it's, Keanu Reeves goes and says to her, "You need to floor it," and she just goes, "Fine." <laughs> just floors it. You've got this famous scene where this bus has to make a 50-foot jump. There's a gap in the freeway because, mm. of course, there is, and they didn't think about this gap in the freeway when they sent the bus down the freeway, um, so it decides it's going to jump it. This It shows this wide shot of um, of the gap, and it's completely level. Right before he says, <laughs> well, hopefully hopefully, there's going to be an incline, it shows it. There's no there's incline, yet, yet when it jumps it, it's, the bus... The bus Kick, it, it kicks up. It does an ollie. The bus, the bus <laughs> does an ollie as it takes off. <laughs> um, oh, and then uh, I don't know. Uh, there's a bit. There's a bit where he gets down on a like a what, the tray on wheels to, yeah. to go and try and defuse the bomb underneath and get sent down on the wire. Suddenly, this bus, which goes from having about eight inches of ground clearance, suddenly has three foot of ground clearance yeah. so he can fully get himself under there. And it, anyway, very carefully trying and failing to defuse the bomb. They don't want to risk p- pulling the white, right yeah. wire, long wire out of the right place or doing something wrong. It might trigger it because this guy, this Dennis Hopper guy who set the bomb, he's a, he's a master and he will have thought of everything. Q cut to the end of the film when Sandra Bullock's rigged with a full vest of a, a, of a bomb jacket with a, with a dead man's handle yeah. remotely yeah. linked to it. Keanu Reeves just wh- walks up to it, whips the first wire out and goes, that's done it, solves it, <laughs> takes it off. It's like, what the hell? It's, I mean, so many holes in this film, but my God, I enjoyed every second of yeah. it. It was great fun. What do you think, Speed? The, the, the thing I wrote was, the first thing I wrote was, it's deliciously OTT, okay? Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's basically from every, everything from the stupidly long opening. <laughs> there's, there's, yeah. there's like an opening credits, which is just a camera going down <laughs> an elevator shaft yes. that just keeps going and going and I'm like really is this oh we're still doing this okay cool and it's got those like stupid like 90s blue font word art like, word art like die hard is in <laughs> and every single name is in this font and I'm like yeah love it love it it's the the sort of it's it's got you know it's every cliche you'd expect tick in the box but it's fantastic like the reckless police you know the fa- <laughs> when- <laughs> <laughs> Keanu Reeves and Jeff Daniels arrive on the scene of the crime of, of this lift yeah. by flooring the car <laughs> over a hill and it oh, just gets yeah. like serious air and it's like whoa the, the hot shots are here and they chew gum and you know oh it's so funny and they get out of the car and the camera just doesn't stop moving like around them in circles as they like you yeah. know like, like it's like the Avengers shot but it's Keanu and Jeff Daniels <laughs> um, yeah yeah, I, I love Dennis Hopper's Can't Be Arsed being subtle performance, which is just like, <laughs> it's more so at the beginning when he's like, he's, um, <laughs> sorry, it just makes me laugh so much. When uh, he's, he's got he's got uh, Jeff Daniels in like a headlock and, and he's like, shoot the hostage. Yeah. So he shoots the hostage and then Dennis Hopper's like, ah, well, you're never going to get me. And he turns around and just goes, hee hee hee. He just like, does like a little... A little ratty giggle and just goes <laughs> and runs off and I'm just it's like, like, yes. like you're playing Crash Bandicoot oh, and it's so like um... funny. It's just <laughs> yeah. it's just wonderful. On the other side of things, and again, non negatives like the real stunts are amazing. The reason Keanu Reeves yeah. signed on to this, he actually didn't want to do it, uh, but they were like, you know, mm. you can do as many of the stunts as you want to, and they, they said it's about ninety yeah. percent of the stunts he actually did himself, which is ace. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's. It's not a smart film, but the smartest thing that it does is, mm. and it does something very similar to what Top Gun Maverick did. So obviously Top Gun Maverick like rips it off a little bit, but I suppose not really rips it off, but 
It's that mechanics, you know, the Top Gun Maverick thing. We know by the time they're doing the mission, we know exactly that. We know that mission inside and out. This is obviously a lot more simplified, but we know exactly within five minutes of, you know, getting into the main bit of this film, we know, right, nobody can leave the bus. You can't go below 50. You, you know, you can't do this. You can't do that. So it's you, you completely with them and you completely grip the entire time, no matter how stupid it is. And also it's like, you know, there's 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 probably about what 15 people on the bus, but there's kind of like four or yeah. five main characters on the bus. And you kind of, although you don't really know much about them, you feel like, you know, them by the time you get yeah, to the end yeah. and keeping it all in that sort of close confines. I just think it's mm. a real smart move and it's, and it's, you just with them the mm. entire time. I was reading up about it and apparently the producers thought it was going to be a massive flop until when they screened it. They put it in a screening room and they noticed that when people were going out to go to the toilet, they were walking backwards. So they were still ah, watching then... it, walking out. So they were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we've got a hit here. Final thing I just yeah. want to say about it. Um, $28 million budget, right? Yeah. That's incredible for some of the stuff they did. Yeah. All right, yeah, it's 30 years ago, but like some of the stuff yeah. they do in this film is pretty spectacular. Again, reading up about how they did the bus jump and things like that, it's wild. Um, the new Fast and the Furious film, which is coming out next year, has a budget of $340 million. Jesus. Over 12 times the budget <laughs> of speed, and it'll look crap compared to it. I f***ing love this film. I... We can yeah. pick holes in it all we no, want. This uh, film is perfect. It is wonderful. <laughs> we can we can say, oh, that's silly. That's silly. I wouldn't change a single thing about this film. Yeah. Oh no, no, it's no. Um, do you know? Do you know what's um, interesting? I, I'd never seen Speed Two Cruise Control, and I've still not <laughs> seen Speed Two Cruise Control. This is four years later, yeah. and Keanu Reeves did not sign up. Well, he did sign on to it, but then he pulled out. He couldn't commit to it. Yeah. So instead, they got uh, Jason. Patrick, yeah, Jason, pa- Patrick, Patrick, Jason Patrick, yeah, Patrick, yeah. Jason Patrick, uh, on to do it instead, and um, so the, but obviously we've done all the script and everything as well. So the first scene I watched, so I've watched, I've skimmed through Speed Two Cruise Control, yeah, and it's so bad, it is so so bad, <laughs> yeah. And Sa- Sandra Bullock's there having this opening scene is she's having um, a driving test to try and retake a test and oh, she's yeah. still driving like a mad, mad woman because yeah. obviously the first films had such an impact on her and she just and she's speaking about her bo- her boyfriend and she's like not like my last boyfriend and literally they write they write yeah. him out with like a line of dialogue <laughs> that didn't work nothing uh, what's the line um relationships that st- are based on uh, adrenaline it's something exci- like that isn't it excited yeah. Extra- yeah, experience yeah. don't work or something <laughs> like that and it's like oh yeah okay done right. i can move on to this okay. terrible terrible character from jason patrick and willem dafoe is the and villain then, isn't he yeah willem dafoe instead of dennis hopper which i mean willem dafoe has the best eyes for oh, a villain God, he's a nutcase, ever he's he? just He's practicing Green Goblin in this film, isn't he? Well, I I was watching it thinking the same. It's like, oh my god, it is Green Goblin. That's amazing. Uh, And um, but instead, instead of a fast moving, it got panned because instead of a fast moving bus, it's got a very slow moving moving (laughs) ship. That's the that's the whole vehicle, literal vehicle, Uh. the whole film. Uh, yeah, it was, I mean, I only watched a little bit, but it was not was not a good film. There me, are so. there are rumblings. I know we joked about it with the uh, the penny farthing and all that sort of stuff, but <laughs> there three. are rumblings that they may be making a speed three and bringing Keanu and and uh, uh, Sandra Bullock back. Which and Sandra okay, cool. That's fine by me. That's pretty cool. <laughs> okay, then Gregory, would you say that speed is book smart or Christmas in my heart? Violinist. Beth returns home after the recent death of her mother and tutors the daughter of a reclusive country music star to prepare her for the upcoming holiday concert. So that is Booksmart or Christmas in my heart. Booksmart, please, David. I concur. Where can we see Speed, Gregory? Speed is available to watch on Disney Plus now, as is Speed 2 Cruise Control. <laughs> yep, it is. Good. This is the news. What's okay. happening in the news? So, um, 
little bit out of date, but um, last weekend, so as uh, the last episode went live, uh, Black Panther <clears throat> 2 had made $180 million domestically, so in America, and $330 million uh, internationally on its opening weekend. Black Adam, okay, so let's just remember those numbers. Overall, Black Adam made $352 million overall, and that was out in, you know, that had been out for sort of six weeks before Black Panther. So, you know, Black Panther was $20 million behind it just in, like, (laughs) two days. (laughs) So, Yeah. yeah. Not looking good for a Black Adam 2, which is fine by me. Mm. There you go. Um, the next Disney Plus cash-in, uh, we so we were talking about these a few weeks ago, weren't we? We were trying to think of yeah. what is the obvious Disney Plus um, series or film that they're going to sort of cash cow. So we've had, you know, the Santa mm. Claus, we've had the Mighty Ducks, we've had um, loads and loads and loads. Well, Princess Diaries 3, starring wow. uh, Anne Hathaway, Julie Andrews, um, Great. <laughs> well, good. Still not seen the first two. Yeah, uh, I don't think. I think maybe I've seen the first one like years ago. Mm. Mm. Who cares? Mm. Uh, okay. Um, so Joseph Quinn, the uh, breakout star mm. of Stranger Things two. Uh, Stranger Things two. What the hell am I talking about? Stranger Things season four. So he played the guitar guy yeah. Eddie. 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 Mm. Eddie Munson. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Um, He has joined Lupita Nyong'o, who we love, um, in A Quiet Place Day One. So that, that, uh, you know, that sort of uh, prequel to The Quiet Place. Originally, it was going to be directed by Jeff Nichols, but I think he he dropped out a few months ago. Um, John Krasinski was having some input in it, whether he was... He definitely wasn't directing, but whether he, I think he was producing, I think he was having a hand in the writing of it as well. You can tell he feels so passionately about that whole universe because he wasn't even supposed he wasn't supposed to direct the second one but he was like i can't not direct it so i've got to come back and do it which i think Mm. that's cool i like that a lot um so that's really really cool we got our first Mm. teaser trailer for elemental which i spoke about a good few months ago but this is the next Mm. disney pixar um and what this is is basically um so this is coming next year and this is basically it follows ember and wade in a city where fire water land and air are all residents and they all live together so it's element city um so ember is obviously like made out of fire wade is made out of water um, it looks very sort of inside out very um soul that kind of thing Coming to an coming to an end of term science lesson near you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, probably released over half term. Um, conveniently released over half term. Um, yes, funny, but yeah, well, uh, yeah, that's up, a very up, good point actually. You're gonna f- love it. <laughs> up there with theory of everything, <laughs> just on heavy rotation. <laughs> Yeah, what what are your go to like? Cannot be asked. It's the end of the year. It must be related to science in some way. Type of films that you pull out. I mean, I, I mean, I, obviously, I can always be asked. But however, <laughs> if I if, if I want to, um, you know, reward my hardworking classes by letting them, you know, let their hair down, blow off some steam by watching a science related movie picture then yes usually it's theory of everything weird or, science um, yeah <laughs> or um, i mean i love mythbusters is always good for yeah because it's like because yeah. it's quite actually from in terms of scientific procedure it's spot on mm. like the way the way they actual actually develop their experiments. you don't need to justify it to me greg it's fine no it's fine when i was a teacher of media and film i used to always uh, pull out bow finger that a thing by the way yeah that was a film uh, that was a thing uh, i used to bring up both bow, bow finger because this like um, yeah. it's a really really funny comedy with steve martin and eddie yes. murphy yeah. but it's it's about making a film so it's like, all right watch how they do it's watch probably, the processes yeah. and things like that so they do that and then yeah. I just put on Groundhog Day because it's great. <laughs> There's no re- no reference. Either. Let's just watch this film. Yeah. It's fine. But sir, we watched this yesterday. <laughs> did we? No, we didn't. <laughs> no, but because Groundhog Day. Anyway. <laughs> I die. Anyway. Um, and the final thing, um, I just wanted to um, put this out. So I saw this advert for this film a few weeks ago. 
And I was like, what the hell is this? I've never, I've not even heard anything about it, that it's not been advertised much. But I've seen like two adverts on the TV. And it was basically um, a film called She Said, um, and it stars Carrie Mulligan. Okay. Um, and it's basically about Har- the whole, whole Harvey Weinstein thing. So um, the Harvey Weinstein investigation drama, she said, opens with 2.2 million from 2,022 theatres in America, marking one of the worst debuts for a major studio release in history. Wow. wow. Yeah. I always remember there was a, there's a film with Uma Thurman called My Super Ex-Girlfriend, Um was it my super ex-girlfriend? No, it wasn't actually. Sorry. There's another, I'll find out what it is. There's another film with Uma Thurman and it got released in the UK and it made something like £48 on its like opening weekend in the UK because I think they released it in like one cinema because they were just like, no one's going to go and watch this. So it was like one random cinema in London and I think like five people went to see it. Four, like 48 quid. I'm going to find out what it was. I can tell you what it was. Do you think there's real sort of cynical inside reason why that film was bombed, or do you think it's just a bad film? Like, you know, because of the content. You know? Even like the trailer and the, and, and like, even like it sounds daft, but even like the, the graphics on the trailer just looked shit. So it, it felt like they were trying to bury the film, which just makes me yeah. very, I don't know, interesting, yeah, very interesting. Weird, isn't it? Motherhood. That's it. So 20, 2009, Motherhood grossed $100,000 in the US in 2009, and its opening weekend in the UK took a total of £88, equating to about 11 <laughs> tickets sold, allegedly making wow. this the lowest grossing film ever released in the UK. Wow. <laughs> wow. Fantastic. Fantastic. And that was wow. your news. Okay then, so released uh, released a couple of weeks ago in the cinema, and then released this week on Netflix is uh, the latest Florence Pugh film. Um, basically, Sebastian uh, Lelio directed, also starring uh, Tom Burke, um, Keela Lord Cassidy, um, Neve Algar. Yeah, uh, Neve Algar, who was the she was the mother in Calm with Horses, wasn't she? She was fantastic. Yes. David Wilmot, Wilmot, who's like the the Irish geezer in everything. Uh, you'll just see him in loads of films now, um, playing and, that Irish and, geezer. <laughs> yeah, much like Kieran Hines, who Kieran, yeah, <laughs> who also pops up. Toby, Irish, Toby Jones, yeah. not that Irish geezer, but playing <laughs> an Irish. A peculiar looking geezer, uh, <laughs> because that's what Toby, Toby Jones always did. We need yes. someone who's short and unique looking. Call Toby. Dobby. Somebody looks a bit like Dobby. <laughs> we'll just get Dobby. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so this okay. is basically set, um, uh, set in Ireland in the sort of, what, 19th century? Um, yeah, and it's 1860s, basically. Yeah. Yeah, a, a tale of two strangers who transform each other's lives, a, psycholo- a psychological thriller and a story of love pit against evil. So Florence Pugh basically plays um, a nurse, a British nurse. Um, what was this accent? We're saying it's sort of like a Midlandsy accent she's trying well, to do. I was, I, well, no, I don't know. I thought it was more northern than that. I was I was getting sort of Jane Horrocks, Lancashire vibes from it, but maybe not. It was very much, I think it was quite northern. It was either, yeah. Anyway, interesting. It's, not important. It, I mean, it's really not yeah. important as well, which makes me like wonder why they did it. But I don't know. It wasn't a bad yeah. accent. Anyway, so Florence Pugh plays um, a nurse, uh, Mrs. Wright, Lib Wright, uh, Elizabeth, um, and basically she's she's tasked with coming over to Ireland to um, join in on a Observe. watch. Yeah, an observation, a watch they call it, um, of this young girl uh, called Anna who apparently hasn't eaten. Um, for four months <clears throat> and what the, the way it's sort of set up is she's there for uh, to to bring the sort of medical eye um to it all and there's a nun um who's there to kind of look at it in terms of, like the religious side and what they do is they take eight hour shifts on this watch and they were they're watching her mm. for two weeks to make well basically to see if she's eating or not um 
obviously there's more to it than that. Florence Pugh's got a bit of a tragic uh, backstory. She's got her own demons. She's struggling with particular things. Uh, Tom Burke pops up as a as a, a reporter, reporter for the Daily Te- Telegraph who wants to mm-hmm. wants to get sort of. Um, um, like a scoop on on the whole thing. Um, Neen Valgar plays a sister um, and narrator. And, well. Yeah, and and yeah, and, and narrator. Okay, so you know, good, strong sort of setup. Um, for me, the few positives of the film were obviously Florence Pugh's amazing. Her performance is just incredible. I just don't think she can do any... She can't do a bad performance. You know, the, the couple of films she's been in that haven't been good, she's been the best thing about them, which is fantastic. The rest of the cast are brill, you know, really good. Um, you know, just interesting cast, all all kind of having a ball with what they're doing. Um, the film kind of takes some... It makes some odd choices, uh, which I've I've not really seen much before. Um, you know, the the the, the film, considering it's set in uh, the nineteenth century um, or nineteen hundred, sorry, um, starts on a film set. Right, you know, shows the film set. Um, you know, because um, there's a fire exit. I'll talk there's, about in a yeah, I, I kind of I get why they're doing it, but it's I think it's just an odd choice. You know, it it's a film set. There's lights mm. there's electric you know all that sort of stuff and then it just slowly pans around while there's a narration going on and then it comes into like a boat um and that's where the film sort of starts and it ends in a similar way i'm like okay fine yeah kind of a bit abstract to get it i get it that's fine um i wanted to really like it and i thought it was all right it was fine um i think you liked it a lot more than i did mm. i just felt there was something just lacking through the entire thing i think like you know it, it it wasn't it wasn't interesting enough to just be a flat out drama it wasn't intriguing enough or thrilling enough to be like a, a psychological thriller um you know, I think maybe at times it sort of was touching on horror elements, but it wasn't scary enough to be a horror. It wasn't scary at all. And I just I just don't think it really knew what it wanted to be. Um, and it just left me a little bit, a bit flat, unfortunately. Um, so I don't know. That's kind, of, that's kind of all I've really got to say about it. It, 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 was, it was fine. I'd verging on whether I... Whether it was fine, I don't know. I just it didn't. It was a bit muddled and it it was confused. Not that it was confusing, but the film just it it just needed to kind of stick with one direction to be to be strong to really kind of go down that one avenue and be strong enough. Do you know what I mean? Like it it just wasn't solid enough to encompass all those things that it was trying to do. It should have just chosen one and gone down that way. Um, yeah. Yeah, what do you think? I thought it was absolutely superb. I really, really okay. liked it. Oh, okay. um, I think, I mean, not least because, I mean, uh, hands down, Florence Pugh is probably my favourite, fa- most favoured, my favourite working actor at the moment. I think she's just unbelievable and she just brings something to every role that's so captivating. I think she's watch her in anything. Hmm. She's she's just amazing and so, so adaptable and... I don't know what it is about it. I just get drawn to it, and she's so she's so sort of diverse. If you think you compare this to a playing sort of like Paige in WWE, yeah. for example, I mean this role is a little bit similar to anything. It's a role that's similar, more similar to a role in Little Women, I suppose. Maybe just because that's a period piece as well. Um, but you know, she is absolutely unbelievable. Now, it's also this is a. Uh, adaptation of a novel from 2016 um, we're saying and I think that's quite I think that's quite clear through I mean sorry it's it's quite it's quite obvious when you think about it about sort of like the way the sort of story is sort of structured and it's sort of quite low key in sort of many ways um I that open this opening scene I don't know why but I, I, I I'm so on board with it it does this so it, it does this wide shot in this on this soundstage, and you see the structure of the house where Anna lives up with sort of scaffolding around it, like that the the studio structure that mm. they obviously use for the internal shots of the house. That's up there, and then they use the and then it pans round to one of the sets, and the camera just goes into one of the sets of 
uh, Lib sat on it's in, she's in a boat on the, on her way to Ireland, and the the reason they do that is because. There's, there's the narrator speaking about things like stories and why we need stories. And when we have stories, we suspend disbelief. You know, I'm paraphrasing. I can't remember exactly mm. what she says, but the, the fact that you know, stories don't have to be based in fact. But we, yeah. you know, for since the since the dawn of man, we have relied on telling stories to each other and passing on stories. And um, you know. It, sometimes it's enough for a story to be a story. And that's the way that relates to this is, you know, it's the whole thing about, you know, what is factually correct about what's going on. And um, there, there's a bit of a sort of um, a, a conflict in many ways between uh, religion and spiritualism and, uh, and, you know, rationale and fact and, Science, for once, for better, better way of putting it. I don't think this film is anti-religious, but it's it it just throws up a lot of questions about um, belief See, systems. I don't. I don't and, think it did that enough. I was kind of. I, I was expecting there to be loads of that, and I would. You know, well, that would have been fine. Yeah. But I don't think it really kind of did enough of it. Well, I th- well, yeah. I, well, I quite, I quite like where it wasn't too. It could have been more heavy-handed in doing it, but mm. I quite like how it was quite sort of low key, low key in doing it. It wasn't sort of overtly obvious in sort of doing that. It kind of shined a light on it and went, look, look, this is how far that sort that can take you if mm. you if you're not careful. You know, this family has got to the point with this story whereby they're backed into a corner with it and they can't get out of it anymore and you know they, they don't know where to where to go from it mm. um it's it's horrific in parts it's you know it speaks about um you know there's a bit a bit about sort of abuse in there you know the anna's past and sort of what's happened to her and um sort of what that has done to her in terms of damage to her i, I really really enjoyed the relationship between lib and anna and how that developed over the time she was with her and it's a sort of um maternal bond that she had with her that developed yeah. over time um i think the if anything yeah maybe the the tom burke arc with lib that you know was a bit unnecessary perhaps in parts i mean he played a very sort of crucial role uh, later on there but in terms of like the romantic elements of that didn't particularly need, need to happen i really i found it really interesting i find neve algar really captivating i think she yeah. physically is is quite striking looking and i find it really interesting that she played the role of the narrator as well even though her her part in the her character's part isn't a significant part particularly at all yeah she's quite a sort of minor character i just found that quite sort of an interesting choice um yeah all all i know is i was i was glued to it and i really really enjoyed it and and i did what's more it wasn't for me it wasn't predictable either i didn't see the way it was going Uh, i and and i quite liked it for that um, I like the way it played out, and I, especially with without giving um, too much away the, the the sister, the nun. Um, mm. I can't remember her name. Sister, is it Sister Michael? Is that Josie Walker's character? Anyway, um, her character has a sort of pivot towards the end, which yeah. I found really, really charming and mm. really, um, really sort of quite warming. Um, I don't know. I, I I just realized I don't like period stuff. In general, I don't warm to sort of period, period dramas and things like that. But something about this just drew me right in and kept me there. Um, and yeah, really enjoy it. Sometimes you know, sometimes things just click with you, and sometimes they don't. Mm, so definitely. This, this okay, then, Gregory. Wonderful. Would you say then that uh, uh, the wonder is lion or busty cops go Hawaiian? <laughs> Rhyming. I'm going to go for Lion, please. Don't Good me. rhyming. What's more about Busty Cops Go Hawaiian? Do you want to hear more about Busty Cops Go Hawaiian? I can tell you. Uh, one second. Here we go. Uh, sounds a bit X-rated. Okay, Busty Cops Go Hawaiian, and directed by Jim Wernorski. Um, there's no plot details. <laughs> Storyline. Wow. No, let's. Uh, Oh, here you go. It's a TV movie. 
Here we go. <clears throat> uh, remarkably well-endowed law, law enforcers investigate a downed satellite lost in the jungles of Hawaii that would give its finder untold erotic powers. So uh, that was Lion or Busty Cops Go Hawaiian. Yes, yeah, sorry, I did say Lion, yes. yes. Oh, good. Um, um, yeah. I, I'll say Lion, but... Have a, have a talk to it, you around. It wasn't... No, no, it wasn't a bad film, but yeah. it just wasn't really... It just didn't really captivate me that much, but it, it in no way was a bad film. Let's put it that way. Where can we see The Wonder, Gregory? The Wonder's available on Netflix now. Choo-choo. Chugga-chugga. Okay, here we are. We are at the speed uh, station after taking the Keanu Reeves line. Where the hell are we going now, Gregory? Well, um, apparently uh, we are taking the Joe Morton line. Um, yep. That's that's right, isn't it? Joe Morton yeah, yeah. plays Lieutenant Mac, Mac, Macahon. Mac, McMahon. 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 David, I don't quite know how to say this. Um, <laughs> Kim Basinger? Basinger? Uh, we're taking the Joe Morton line, and Joe Morton appears in Terminator 2, which is, um, again, I got a small collection of films on DVD when I first got a DVD player, and one yeah. of them was Terminator 2, Judgment Day. And I cannot wait because I don't think I've seen this in about 15 years. Oh, it's so uh, good. And yeah. it holds up. It's, it so yeah. holds up. And we'll get into this next week, but the beauty of Terminator 2, it's a horror film, but it doesn't let you know yeah. it's a horror film. It's a slasher yeah. film. It's like, you know, replace the T-1000 with Michael Myers. It's a horror yeah. film. Oh, my God, I can't wait. Where can we see Terminator 2, Gregory? Terminator 2 Judgment Day is available on Sky Cinema and Now TV now. Fantastic. On the box. Okay, then, Greg, what the hell is on the box for you this week? I think I mentioned it the other week because it was coming off Netflix, but it's on iPlayer at the moment for the next 10 days. Uh, and that is His House. So this is the horror mm. film about the two refugees who, um, you know, found some evil goings on within <laughs> their um, housing that they were put in. And it's a really, really good film. It's 85 minutes long and we yeah. love that. And it's on iPlayer at the moment. Lever loves that, episode. doesn't he? <laughs> Yes, yeah. He <laughs> <laughs> doesn't get whilst, why we, we've got such a thing about enjoying films that are 90 minutes or less. Yes. Yeah. I think it's about having kids, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It's the, it's the lack of sleep. I'm a celeb goes on too late for my liking. Although, my God, talk about what's on the box this week. I'm For the first time in about 10 years, I'm so drawn into that, this series. <laughs> I've been watching it every night. I've been howling with laughter. So that is also what's on the box this week, and I'll be on that till Sunday. <laughs> so there we go. What about you? I, just, what's on the I box said this to week? Max, I said to Max yes, uh, earlier, I was like, I'm going to finish this season of I'm a Celeb. Yeah. I said, I just don't think I can commit to this shit anymore because it's. No, no, I never do. But, but do you know what I did on Saturday night? And I, I never watched I never watched Strictly, but because it was at Blackpool Ballroom where we went the other week, I watched Strictly yeah. and then I watched I'm a Celeb and that was my Saturday night. And I was there, you, like, there with a glass of wine. What's happened to me? You've got the same taste as my mum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. To, to be fair, we watched, we watched Strictly yesterday uh, in the, the catch up from Saturday night. Mm. Anyway, um, I am going to finish Andor because the final episode uh, arrives this Wednesday, today, the day this mm. episode is dropping. Um, it's really good, you know. I, I really liked it. Um, I absolutely cool. smashed through it last week. Um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing how that ends. It's really, really good. Um, however, I am going to set record on my set top box um, if it has that function. I don't think it does. Um, but Saturday mm. on five star at eleven fifteen p.m. I'm gonna watch Django. 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 Have you always been alone? Dun, 
Tarantino's doing an eight part uh, series, a mini series. Is it set in space? <laughs> I hope so. That'd be cool, wouldn't it? He's been oh, teasing like a Star Trek, thing, a isn't he? Yeah, he wants yeah. to do it. He wanted to do a 60s set, well, not 60s set, but like a, a, a Star Trek film like yeah, it was made like in the, the 60s. 60s. <laughs> yeah, like, well. Yeah, yeah. Galaxy just Quest. Star Trek from the 60s. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, there you go. Uh, what, Let so us know what you guys is doing. Oh, I don't know. What's he's just announced it. Oh. Uh, he's just announced he's okay. doing something. So there you go. Anyway, let us know what you guys are watching on the box this week. Oh, well, that's a wrap. On the back of that, real quick before we oh. finish. Uh, Tarrant, so he's, he's written a book, mm. um, so he's like promoting that at the minute. And uh, people are asking him about his like favorite film that he's made, and he was like, "Oh, people would always ask me that," and, I, and I'd just go, "Oh, you know, they all mean the most, you know, really special to me." So I couldn't possibly say. And then, but now he goes, "But now I just go, um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is the best film." I've really? <laughs> and everyone's like, "Oh, huh. all right, oh. fair enough." I mean, I did like it. It's it's I really it's, liked it. it's, due it's very watch. good. It is due another watch that, but I, I wouldn't have guessed that this is one of his. Well, okay. I showed Max it. Max doesn't really like his films because of mm. how it, how his films are, and I've, I've made a watch once upon a time in Hollywood, and she was like, "That was really good. Like, mm. I really really enjoyed that film." So, good sign. Yeah. Is it? Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, there we go. That was episode 118. Two more episodes, and we're going to take a little break for Christmas and come back in full force with season five. Yes. Um, what is on the cards for this weekend, Gregory? This weekend, we're going up to Lake District uh, to the caravan, and we're going to hunker down, get nice and warm, uh, watch some Christmas mm. films, maybe go and find like a little sort of Christmas market sort of thing up there, maybe in Keswick or nice. somewhere like that, whatever's going on around that way. Mm. Uh, and yeah, just have a nice cozy time. What about you? Beautiful. We are seeing Chris and Sue's in in some capacity. Uh, we we'd said months ago we'd booked this weekend out. And we said, oh, we'll go and like stay in a cabin or something like that somewhere. And then we all just kind of forgot <laughs> yeah, yeah. To, to even look for anything. And it's only like last week we were all like, oh. Uh, not really booked anything so yeah. um so we're going to see them at some point on saturday i don't really know what we're going to do yet but um but we said we're we're going to come home we're not going to sort of stay out this weekend yeah. um cool. things to do you know that Absolutely. sort of stuff um yeah so there we go that's it's not very rock and roll but that's that's how it is max is at a max is at a wedding tomorrow so Brit, let's break the what the illusion tuesday wedding <laughs> wow <laughs> someone's saving a lot of money um, in uh in Gretna Green. Oh, well. wow. So she's just like... Are these 16-year-olds? Yeah, so she's... <laughs> no, but that's the thing. Wow. Oh, baffling. It's baffling. So, yeah, she's got to drive up to Gretna Green tomorrow morning, so I'm on full kid kiddie duty um, all day, yeah. which is going to be lovely. I'm going to... It's going to be great, actually. Um, yeah, so there we go. That was 118. Password this week, of course, is going to be... Keanu Reeves. Keanu everybody. Reeves, absolutely. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I am an FBI agent. That's Point Break for you. Uh, well, you never then, seen uh, Point Break. You ain't never seen Point Break. And his best one is in uh, is in <laughs> um, Francis Ford Coppola's uh, Dracula, where Keanu Reeves, the uh, you know Californian surfer dude, plays Jonathan Harker, the main prota- protagonist in uh, Dracula, doing the worst English accent you've ever heard. He goes, "I know where the bastard sleeps." Oh, really? Pretty, pretty. Sp- oh, have you never seen it? No. It's the most. It's the most like hammy ott like oh, just thing ever but it's so charming mm. and it's got a mink cast uh gary oldman's dracula yeah um, so this is like 1992 or something so this is oldman you know true romance air force one yeah. leon like maniac gary oldman playing playing dracula um who else we got in there winona Ryder um plays um Oh, the main girl, I can't remember her name now. Um, whatever. Yeah. Keanu's in there. Anthony Hopkins is in there. Richard E. Grant's in there. Um, cool. It's it's mint. It's yeah. it's like it's so cheesy, but that's the point. It's yeah. like the, just the most I don't know theatrical. Mm. Oh, it's brill. 
and he's really good. He's so long. He's ridiculously he's, long. He's... Anyway, there you go. Um, yeah, that is that is the password. It is Keanu. What can people um, do if they want to support us? Well, you can buy us a beer at buymeacoffee.com forward slash dads on film. Uh, or you could buy us an eggnog. Now we're getting closer to the festive period. Yeah. Um, maybe Father Christmas will make a, an appearance next year, uh, next week, Greg, for the, oh, for the yeah. third year in a row. Um, <laughs> not maybe. selling coffee we'll anymore. Uh, we're not selling coffee anymore. <laughs> oh, dear. Anyway, thank you, everybody, for listening. You can uh, like the podcast, share the podcast, rate the podcast. Please send us your reviews, your questions. Uh, and, yeah, just thanks, everybody, for the uh, continued support. Um, yeah, good. Okay, then. Yeah. Have a lovely weekend, Gregory. Lovely to see you. I'm looking forward to watching Terminator 2 and Glass Onion, apparently, this yes. week now. Yeah, good. <laughs> right. see you. Good. Thanks, everybody. Good. Peace out. Ciao. Bye. I'm really tired. <laughs>